Listen to Irish Radio Canada's Home and Abroad, and uh, we're talking about music today. And we're talking with Alba Reddy, and Alba has two albums out there, and her most recent is Endless Affair. And uh, the track we just heard, Inhaling, comes from that. And uh, it's a real pleasure to sit and chat. Alba, Tafalta Roth. Oh, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself, first of all, your music, and then a little bit about the track we just heard. I'm from Dublin in Ireland. Um, been at music for a little while now. I have two albums, Personal History and Endless Affair. Endless Affair just came out in March, um, but I'm based in London. Um, right. Yeah. So, so how long are you in the music industry and what dragged you into it or pushed you into it or sucked you into it? Um, I suppose I put out an EP in 2015 and that just did quite well on Spotify, really. Um and kind of gave me enough momentum to just make my first album, um, Personal History, which I put out in 2020, and then I've just kept going, you know? So when you say you put it out on Spotify, like you would have just, did you record with, and then take a risk and say, I'll put this up there and see how it flies? I recorded it with um, a producer I was working with a bit at the time, um, who was a friend of mine, and we kind of recorded the songs over about a year. Yeah. And they just kind of took off on Spotify. It was like kind of earlier days of Spotify. Um, and I got put on a playlist and suddenly had like a million um, streams. And then that, that just kept going up from there. And through that kind of momentum, I was able to get, you know, a uh, publishing deal and management and booking agent. And, you know, it's a, I had a steep learning curve. I'm sure you had. So the piece that we've just heard, um, Inhaling, tell me a bit about that. That was the first single from my most recent album um, and was kind of the last song that ended up being written for it. Um, I wrote it just maybe a few weeks before I went into studio with um, Tommy McLaughlin, who's an amazing producer. He's produced or co-produced both my albums with me. Um, and we played together. He does a lot of acts, Irish acts like Soak and Pillow Queens and Villagers. I'm sure some of you, some of you are aware of. Um, so, yeah, we've worked together since... Um, that first album and we'll probably continue working together for a long time and you are it's all your own work so you're a singer songwriter yes do you feel vulnerable when you start performing your own work early on before it kind of when you put it out there and you stand up on stage um... I suppose I did my first gig um, 10 years ago right so you kind of get used to it. There's times where you haven't performed in a while where it can feel like after um, kind of lockdowns of the pandemic where Ireland went through one of the strictest lockdowns in Europe. So um, yeah, there was a long time where I didn't really perform in front of rooms. 
I think it's easier to perform in front of rooms of people. You can kind of feed off the vibe than it is recording in front of a camera crew, which we were all doing throughout the lockdowns. But um, I'm the more you play a song, the less it becomes yours and feels more like everybody else's, like the less it feels about you and less it feels more like other people are kind of attaching their own meanings and projecting their own thoughts onto. So no, I guess is the answer. It kind of it wears off. And then when you hear somebody else performing it, that must give you shivers initially as well. So you hear someone performing my own stuff? Yeah, is it some of you? If have you heard anybody do a cover of yours or perform any of your stuff? Yeah, I had a song on my first album called "Walk Away," which is just kind of a piano track that I wrote one day with um one of the co-producers of my first record, Erlen Cooper, who's an amazing uh, musician. We wrote that the first day that we met, and um an amazing electronic act called Elderbrook. He's like very big electronic act that you might have heard some of his songs. He's Grammy Grammy nominated. Um, he just really liked that song and sent me a message last year on Instagram saying that he wanted to do a cover for his new album, which he did, and it was really wild hearing him singing the song. It was weird hearing someone else singing your own lyrics and also realised in a completely different way. You know, that's kind of a dance song now. And, and, and of course, his interpretation would have been totally different than yours. Yeah, totally, yeah, yeah of course, yeah. 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 So what sucked you into the music industry? Like just that good, kind of initial buzz. Like um, you, you, called you, bug, I guess. you you didn't want a real job. Um, I actually went to college to be a teacher, and then I went back and did a psychotherapy degree. So, right. uh, there's definitely been pulls that uh, quote unquote more traditional jobs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, long may it last. I love the job that I have, and I. I'm working in a few different avenues about it, trying to get more into production side of things as well, and working with uh, younger artists as well as that. So, yeah, I mean, it is uh, it's a good it's a good career. I get to work with a lot of like-minded people um, who are friends, so that's pretty beautiful. So we heard inhaling. Um, what inspired it, or what kind of, what's the backstory on that? Mm, it's just about growing up and kind of missing that kind of very youthful, wild side of yourself sometimes that you can lose sight of when you're very bogged down with relationships or work or responsibilities. Right. We're going to share another track. What should we share? Personal history. Why not? And what's the backstory here? Um, Again, just kind of about uh, realizing that the best relationships aren't wild or up and down that they can be as boring as just there's romance in watching TV with somebody as opposed to it all being crazy and chaotic all the time. You listen to Irish Radio, Candace from the Road, and we are chatting with Alva Redding. We'll be back with you after this. I used to spoon so easy Getting close to you came naturally to me So I earn enough to pay rent I'll grow up and always make the bed And take care of my own head Let's fall into routine 
Welcome back, and uh, we're chatting with Alva already. Alva, you mentioned the music circus festival season is well underway. That's a busy time of the year, or you hope it's a busy time of the year for you? Yeah, it's been pretty busy. We've done about four or five festivals. You know, there's something on every every other weekend. Um, last one we did was Glastonbury two weeks ago. Then we're playing festival in Dublin this weekend, Galway next weekend, going over to um, the States um um, next week and then I'll be back and I'll be playing a few more in Ireland and then maybe a show in uh, in Rhode Island or something to finish off the year so a few things on and I'm playing in uh, Prague as well To do the international stuff and to establish yourself on the international stage uh, that has taken a bit of work and that must give you tremendous satisfaction Yeah I mean you're always working away with it. It's always nice to come back and play to home crowds because those are always the steadiest ones, but nice to start breaking ground in other places. did my first American tour. I was meant to do an American tour. Um, it was actually meant to be all of North America, so including Canada. Um, I was meant to do that in 2020, and then this year I managed to do a smaller one. Um, we went up to, We just got up to Toronto. But we went to New York, Toronto, went down to Austin for South by Southwest and did L.A. and San Francisco. And it was really cool. Right. So nice. It's very satisfying. Um, but lots of lots of work, lots of prep. As a creative artist, does balancing or trying to balance your performance schedule and your creative schedule does that require a discipline, or are you do you are you able to balance it comfortably that's always come quite naturally to me um i think the trickier balance is the admin side and the creative side trying to not just write and play the shows but also remembering the business side of things that you need to keep on top of you know and the strategic side of things that's tricky i think that's the thing that a lot of artists struggle with is uh having a business brain as well but uh yeah, it's, again, something you learn. And would you say then that being on the road of itself stimulates the creative side? And by that I mean that what you see uh, when you travel, because it's a new experience in some cases and it's exposure to new vistas, that that stimulates creativity? Absolutely. I mean, you can't write just sitting. You know, I have a desk or a little home studio set up and I write more little ideas when I'm traveling than I do sitting facing the wall at my desk you know you need to uh, live to create based off the living does the music come first or does the lyrics come first uh, usually like a lyrical idea or hook comes first for me right and when you say it so you'll have um, a collection of notes gathered together in your head that start weaving into a, a flow about marrying the two like I might have a kind of melody idea and then deciding which lyrics are appropriate and right. getting them to join together. There, it's more like one. It's less one coming in front of the other and more marrying two different ideas. If you were to say, um, or if there are influences, who would your influences have been? Um, I mean, I suppose when I was younger, I used to listen to a lot of like traditional songwriter, singer-songwriter stuff like Jeff Buckley or Don McLean or um, Fiona Apple, people like that. And then in the early 2000s, like in my teens and stuff, um, I would listen to a lot of Blur and Britpop and 
Arctic Monkeys and stuff, and then kind of for the last ten years, I suppose, a few different things. Like at the moment, I mean, I can only really talk about things in the in the current time, and like I love like Julia Jacqueline and uh, still love Fiona Apple, uh, Big Thief, like all those people. Right, right. Growing up, was there music in the house much? Uh, my mum has great taste in music, and I had older sisters who had. Yeah. You know, that was my big influence. You know, I was the, you know, eight year old kid in class who was listening to the stuff that their older sisters were listening to. So I wasn't listening to anything that was geared towards eight year olds. I was always listening to like a lot more kind of mature things. I was forever stealing their CDs. As you look down the road to the future, and I, I would imagine while this album came out in March, you're probably, you have another one that you're working on at the moment. Um, the creative side is probably quite active. Uh, well, not at the moment. Um, kind of just concentrating on the live side. We've been kind of flat out with touring for the last right. while, saying so nothing as yet. But hopefully, start writing stuff towards the end of the end of the year. Is that normal for you? In other words, that you would take a creative break, because and to that end, during COVID, did you find COVID COVID um, stimulated you in any way, or that you were able to create, or did you find that it dampened it? No, I was able to create because there was nothing else to do. So I've probably never been as focused as I was then because it was the only thing that I could do. And also it gave me a bit of control over my life when I think we all felt like we had none. Right. At least to have this project and work on it. So that's why right. I wrote my whole second album kind of and demoed the whole thing and recorded the whole thing throughout that time. Right. You know, I didn't have to do anything else. <laughs> So, Ava, we're going to wrap up and we'll wrap up with another track. And what should you suggest that we would close out with? Um, what have you got left? Uh, well, we have the whole album. So you... Last to Leave. Okay. And that's number six, Last to Leave. And the album is Endless Affair. And if people want to get uh, the album or if they want to find out more about you, where should they be looking? Um, Bandcamp. My website, which is com, and uh, Spotify, I guess. But preferably Bandcamp or your website because you get uh, you you get a better margin on that. Uh, of course, yeah, but wherever yeah. it's least. <laughs> I'll accept any and all. Indeed. I've already, it has been a real pleasure chatting with you, and thanks so much for taking the time and wishing you every success. And hopefully we'll see you over on this side of the Atlantic, north of, of the uh, north of the border. Uh, and maybe you might make out a word one. Thanks very much. God, you're on phone tonight. Finish your kind. Make a meal of it. You act so pretentious. They can't wait for you to finish. Right now you love it.
drags in the kitchen It's not just your drink you're spilling To anybody who will listen At least you come out swinging Watch as they avert their eyes Those four walls closing in on 